Today is Sunday, June 20th, 2021. On this day in 1791, King Louis XVI and Queen Marie Antoinette made a daring escape from Paris to the countryside. There, they hoped to raise an army to overthrow the French Revolution. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of this episode, listener discretion is advised. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today, we're covering Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette's fabled flight to Varennes. Now, let's go back to 1791 in the Tuileries Palace in Paris. Morale among the French royal family was anything but high that night. The king and queen were constantly watched by guards under command of the Marquis de Lafayette. Though Lafayette was a loyal man, he supported a constitutional monarchy, and so he couldn't be trusted. Marie and Louis needed to make their escape without his help. Luckily, they had a plan. For weeks, the Chevalier de Coigny had been visiting the royal family at their palace. This provided King Louis with the perfect opportunity to sneak out. That evening, Louis swapped coats and hats with the Chevalier and exited the palace unnoticed. Marie followed suit, disguised as a governess. As she walked out of the building, she narrowly avoided encountering Lafayette himself, who was just then arriving to relieve the guards. The close shave set the tone for what would be the most defining night of these royals' lives. France in 1791 was a volatile place. Events like the storming of the Bastille and the Women's March on Versailles had destabilized the very nature of power in the country. Though there was a tentative peace between the king and the people, it was fragile. At that moment, though the political situation was far from simple, it seemed like the country was heading toward a constitutional monarchy like that of England. The National Assembly was drafting a constitution, but there were still plenty of people in France who supported the king and queen. Deposing them simply wasn't a viable option. But while tensions ratcheted up, people started to suspect that Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette were planning on fleeing the city to amass supporters in the French countryside. Ever since the royals had narrowly escaped a mob storming their palace at Versailles, they had remained at Tuileries with their children. Through public appearances, they tried to give the impression that they were choosing to stay in Paris, though they were really being held against their will. In fact, the king and queen feared for their lives every day. They yearned to escape to Montmédy, a town near the border with what was then Austrian Netherlands. There, they thought they could rally royalist supporters and retake the capital. They might even be able to get the rulers of Austria on their side. On June 20th, the royals finally took action. Late that night, they spirited their children safely away from the house. Then Marie and Louis smuggled themselves out in disguise. The entire family rendezvoused at a carriage driven by a sympathizer in the army. The party all had their roles to play. Marie Antoinette acted as a governess, and Louis was their valet. 
they took a six-horse carriage through the back streets of Paris, praying all the way that nobody spotted them or noticed their absence. After what seemed like an endless amount of time, they finally reached the gates of the city and escaped without incident. As the carriage rattled toward the countryside, Marie and Louis exchanged worried smiles. It seemed like they were one step closer to freedom. They were nearly halfway to Montmédy when disaster struck. Around dawn on the 21st of June, the carriage's harness was damaged. Louis hurried to fix the broken contraption. Meanwhile, Paris woke up to find their royalty missing. Alarms sounded from Tuileries as messengers rushed to alert the National Assembly about the disappearances. Immediately, a contingent of the National Guard was dispatched to hunt down Louis and Marie. The news shook France to its core. The king and queen were officially fugitives. Coming up, a manhunt for Marie and Louis ensues, with the fate of the revolution hanging in the balance. Hi, listeners. It's Carter from ParCast, and I am thrilled to tell you about a new limited series I'm posting just in time for Father's Day. It's called Devious Dads. And it introduces you to some of the most feared, fraudulent, and fatal fathers in history. Every Sunday on Spotify, discover the men who started out as role models and ended up becoming real-life criminals. Like Wall Street financier Bernie Madoff, whose billion-dollar Ponzi scheme destroyed countless families, including his own. Or Marvin Gaye Sr., whose envy and resentment towards his son's successful music career drove him to murder. Each episode of Devious Dads has been handpicked from shows across the ParCast network, shining a light on the men who are far more wicked than wise. This summer, catch a glimpse of the frightening side of fatherhood. Follow the Spotify original from ParCast, Devious Dads. Listen free only on Spotify. And now back to the story. On June 20th, 1791, Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette left Paris, fleeing to the village of Malmedy. There, they hoped to garner support and overthrow the French Revolution. But the following morning, the National Guard was hot on their tail, even as the king and queen neared their destination. After fixing their damaged carriage, the royal family passed through the town of Saint-Menu. When they stopped for provisions, a local postmaster named Jean-Baptiste Drouet caught a glimpse of them. Drouet had spent years in the army before becoming a postman and so had actually seen the queen in person before. He was almost certain he was looking at Marie Antoinette, but still doubting himself, he devised a test. Drouet quietly slipped out some paper money with the king's face on it from his pocket. As he double-checked the picture, he realized he'd stumbled upon the royal family. His heart stopped. He needed to do something. Overhearing that their next stop was the town of Varennes, Drouet mounted his horse and rode ahead of the fugitives. He made it to the gates long before the royals did and rushed to alert the authorities. 
Around midnight, Marie and Louis finally arrived in their carriage and were immediately apprehended by the constables. Though they were skeptical of Drouet's claims, the authorities wanted to be extra sure. The police brought in an elderly man who had once lived in Versailles with Marie and Louis. If anyone would recognize the royal family, it was him. Meanwhile, unbeknownst to anyone else, royalists were riding over the hill to pick up their leaders. The soldiers came to town just in time to hear that Louis and Marie were being held captive. They knew that something must be done, so they fervently discussed how they could get the king to safety. But they were too late. The elderly witness had already arrived at the police station. Upon seeing Louis, without thinking, the man bent his knee to bow to his king. It was all the confirmation the constables needed. They took Louis and Marie into custody with the help of the National Guard. When the soldiers plotting the king's rescue saw the guard, they realized they had missed their moment. There was no way for them to save the king without putting his life in peril. They watched powerless as the heavily armed soldiers escorted Louis and Marie back to Paris. The situation there was worse than ever before. The attempted escape had destroyed any faith that the people had left in the monarchy. Louis's reputation was doomed by his own hand. That's because Louis had written an open letter addressed to the people of France. In it, he spoke against the National Assembly and railed against the downfall of tradition. The message exposed him as a counter-revolutionary and destroyed the image he'd cultivated as a cooperative ally of reform. What was meant to appeal to France's royalists had played right into the hands of the revolution. The letter ultimately spelled the end of the monarchy. In 1792, the National Assembly tried Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette on counts of high treason. They found both royals guilty and sentenced them to death by beheading. The subsequent executions were the first ever carried out by guillotine, but nowhere near the last. After slaying their former rulers, the National Assembly established the Committee for Public Safety and the infamous Reign of Terror began. Over 16,000 people ended up dying in the ensuing violence. Louis and Marie made many mistakes in their time as French monarchs, yet their greatest failure was their choice to abandon their people. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from ParCast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Paul Liebeskin, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Matthew Teamstra, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Adriana Romero. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 
Hey there, Carter again. As we close out, here's a reminder to check out my new ParCast limited series, Devious Dads. For 10 weeks, we're exposing the men who are far more flawed than fatherly, ruining anyone who stood in their way, even their own families. Follow Devious Dads free only on Spotify. Spotify.